When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist and your host. And on today's episode, we are discussing high sensation seeking, highly sensitive people. Thanks to Dr. Elaine Aaron, we know that 15 to 20% of the population is highly sensitive. I would bet that most of the listeners of this show, most of our audience, they are highly sensitive people, empaths, and today I want to talk about what I am because I am part of that 30% of the 15 to 20% who are high sensation seeking. Now, this is really confusing. So if you've just come to figure out that you are highly sensitive, this might be a revelation and this might explain some things. For years before I had these terms, before I studied this work, before I saw these traits show up as patterns in so many of my clients, I would wonder, and honestly, the wondering was, what is wrong with me? How can I be so sensitive in some capacities, but also be so sensation-seeking? How can I want to experience everything, but also so much makes me uncomfortable? It doesn't make any sense. And I think for the high sensation-seeking HSPs, it's such a struggle. And I think mental health professionals haven't understood it in large regard. They are just starting to understand and open up to high sensitivity as a thing to learn about and to coach and teach clients on how to live and get to peaceful. So in high sensation seeking, what are we talking about? Let me give you some traits. I have been, I want to say described, but I think it was more accused of being an enigma wrapped in a conundrum. And that does really fit me because it fits this high sensation seeking piece. We are contradictory with ourselves. I often have my arms covered because I don't like the wind on my skin. Conversely, I really liked the sensation of skydiving and the wind being on my skin. 
That's really confusing to figure out. So we have a lot of contradictions like that. If we look at the name high sensation seeking, it makes a lot of sense, right? That we are seekers on the path to wellness. We often find our introversion very confusing. So if you wonder, am I an introvert? Am I an extrovert? If people around you can't understand why sometimes you are so on and so energized by people, but then at other times when you have hit your limit and you are done, then the introverted part is there. So what can benefit us is really understanding and holding a lot of space for this idea that we are made of many parts. Just like you have a work part and then you also have a sexual part and those parts don't come out generally at the same time unless you are a sex worker. My counseling hat has to come off if I am going on an activity, if I am jumping out of a plane. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a healer in that space. So in a lot of ways, we, we are very comfortable with wearing these different hats and letting these different parts of ourselves come to the forefront and experience life. I think the problem comes in and the stress comes in when we think we're only supposed to be one thing. Isn't that the angst about am I an introvert or am I an extrovert? It's that we're not understanding and holding space for ourselves that at times part of me may be very extroverted and another part at different times may be very introverted. We are multifaceted. And if we can just accept that as a high sensation seeking tribe, our stress levels reduce, our internal confusion reduces. We've got to get clarity on this with ourselves first. When we do that, we no longer have to show up apologetically in our relationships saying, I'm sorry I don't make sense. I'm sorry I'm so weird. I'm sorry that I'm confused by myself and I can't explain it to you. So getting clarity on this is really important in the self-esteem department, in the self-worth department, to know that you in all of your parts are worthy in showing up and that that's okay that your parts are different at different times. We can easily take on too much because we like the feeling of things. We like experiences. We like moving through life through our senses. We are more likely to say yes. It's part of why so many highly sensitive people are also people pleasers because people pleasers take on too much and they often burn out. So as you're hearing me name these different elements and connect these little dots, you may be wondering, okay, am I a people pleaser or am I high sensation seeking? And that's something to figure out. Not every people pleaser is a high sensation seeker. And healed, whole, boundaried, high sensation seeking people no longer have to be trapped by that people pleasing dynamic. We are often intense, passionate people. People will call us wise old souls. We might have a part of us that's a real rebel in spirit and in action. This intensity and the way that we feel intense about anything that sparks us, it makes us wonder with ourselves, am I too much? I can't begin to describe to you 
how many minutes and hours and days and weeks and years I probably spent wondering, am I too much? And I'm sure you've heard it if you follow me on the show. Maybe this is your first time listening to Emotional Badass, the first time you're finding me. But I see it in the comments. Y'all can feel my passion and my intensity. And at times, that has been a great asset in my life, like it is for this show and for getting my message across and getting it out there and helping people heal. And at other times when I am not in control of what I'm passionate about, that's been really, really difficult to see animals that are hurting, to see children that are hurting. I can look back now on my life and realize it was my high sensation seeking, my intensity, my passion that made me switch from focusing in college from working with children to working with adults because I didn't believe at the time, now I can do it. But I didn't believe at the time, and it was important for me to be able to connect with this, that I could stay grounded and calm working with children and knowing that their parents were hurting them or neglecting them or just being even unwise with them. And I knew that intuitively and intensely with the first child I worked with at my very first internship. Part of the work to do here, if you wonder if you're too much or if you've been told that you're too much, is to do some work around self-acceptance, around who you were born to be, and to have better boundaries with yourself so that our intensity, because at my worst, that intensity can and burnout can culminate in an irritability. So if you're high sensation seeking, I strongly encourage you to maybe jump on my boundaries course in October. This has been key in learning how to contain my intensity and my passion. And when I can contain it, that also helps me feel more confident about when I unleash it. And that is the balance we're trying to strike as sensation seekers. We are often not bored. I am rarely bored. Some of that is because, just like I mentioned earlier, we can take on too much. So boredom is either something that we just sort of naturally don't allow to happen, or boredom is, interestingly, one of the top triggers reported by people who struggle with addiction. So it's not a leap to look at this high sensation-seeking piece if you struggle with addiction, We are also the people in the world that can be so sensitive, but also be the people that try every drug that's out there or try a lot of them or take drinking or marijuana kind of to some extremes. We test our own limits that way, maybe even testing and playing with not always safely, but dangerously too with how far we can push sensations, balance and coming to center. And making those choices from a grounded, centered place is central to being balanced. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you, and we have been there too. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. Who are we? 
I'm Dr. Jess Steyer, a public health scientist and also co-host of the Unbiased Science Podcast. Every day, I'll chat with one or both of your new pediatrician besties, Dr. Dina DiMaggio, a general pediatrician, and Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist. We'll talk about all the things related to our kids' health, from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, now live on all podcast platforms. If you struggle with addiction, I encourage you to learn more about high sensation seeking because there's nothing wrong with your high sensation seeking. But if it's led you to funnel that high sensation seeking through addiction, we want to balance that by giving you some new sensations, healthy sensations, exciting sensations that help those seeking parts feel what they feel called to feel, but reasonably and safely and for your greater good, not in a way that self-sabotages. We can often get overstimulated. And I hope you can hear how all of this is connecting. When we take on too much, we get overstimulated, we get raw, our worst selves come out, then we feel guilty, then we feel shameful. So boundaries work is really key. I think for everyone on the planet, but very much so, I think it's key to freedom and confidence and self-esteem and self-worth and valuing who we were born to be. We are an amazing tribe of creatives and we often flow through different forms of creativity. We may pick up an instrument and play with that. We may dance We may do swing dancing. We may do yoga, but not just basic yoga. We're going to try all the yoga flavors. My sensation seekers often get into acro yoga or aerial yoga or partner yoga. Sometimes the struggle in being high sensation seeking is that balancing all of this can feel like a full-time job. I love my work helping people figure out strategies to embrace their sensitivity without having their sensitivity and their high sensation seeking wear them out. It was exhausting for me in my early 20s to dive deeply into something and then get overstimulated and have to pull myself out and have the people around me not understand that. Often high sensation seekers will wonder, are you sure I'm not bipolar? Are you sure there's not something really wrong with my mental health? Are you sure I don't need a mood stabilizer? Judith Orloff is out there doing excellent work training physicians and psychiatrists in the medical part of mental health to help people learn how to not over-medicate highly sensitive people. And I can make the argument that we need to really watch it with sensation seekers. Because if we think something's wrong with those mood swings or the seeking of excitement, we are at risk of being highly pathologized, pathologizing ourselves and trying to medicate our way out of it or being pathologized by our communities that don't understand this. We're just starting to understand it. If you are a high sensation seeker, and this is your first awareness of that, welcome to the tribe. Figuring this out is going to help you manage anxiety, panic, depression, post-traumatic stress symptoms. 
only in accepting ourselves and understanding what we really need, only from that place can we be self-advocates in the world. If I don't know what my limit is, or if I don't know, ooh, I just crossed it, that's why I'm getting irritable. I can't communicate that to my partner, to my friends, to my colleagues. I can't figure out that, okay, I need to take a little break, or what do I need to let go of? If you have been struggling I hope that there's something in this episode that connects some dots for you. I love my high sensation seeking. I love it now that I know how to take care of myself within it and around it. It has forced me to learn boundaries, to implement them within my own mind, body, time limits, work limits. And in limiting that seeking, it allows me to seek more, not less. And it allows me to do that from a balanced place. And that's a beautiful place where we no longer need to feel raw or wrong or confused or lost. That is self-acceptance and healing. If you have questions about high sensation seeking, I'd love to answer them on our Patreon. We are about to hit some big goals So come find us and join the next live Q&A with me over video at patreon.com backslash emotional badass. If you have not left a five-star review for the show, please do so if the show is helping you and you like it. That's what will help us help other high sensitivity people and help other HSPs and empaths and high sensation seeking people figure this stuff out. Thank you for that. I want to thank some of you who have already gotten on and helped us so much. It's really, really big on the back end of podcasting. So I appreciate your your time and your effort. I want to thank Awakened 18. I am so glad that you are not alone. You wrote such a beautiful review. It's getting me. Part of what you said is that for the first eight months, you did it by yourself. And I hope everyone out there is knowing we don't heal alone. I hope hearing my voice out there is helping you figure out what safe feels like so that you can find it, even if you can't work with me, that you can find it on your own and not settle for anything less. We have so many teachers and guides on this healing path. Thank you for your review. Someone wrote that they love the show so much and they thanked me. Thank you for listening and thank you for your review. I have no idea what name this is. This is a bunch of Asian letters. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. Yarn Queen. I wonder if you're high sensation seeking. You know, it doesn't have to be jumping out of airplanes. I love to crochet badly, but I love to do it. So Yarn Queen, that might be your sensation seeking. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm so glad you're embracing being an empath. Yes, the world needs more of us embracing our empath gifts. Oh, thank you. I look forward to creating more and more episodes. Thank you so much for your support. Living and giving 10. You say the show is enlightening and that you feel like you're sitting and talking with me. I genuinely feel like I am sitting down and talking to individuals when I sit down and do this. Sometimes I sit back and freak out a little bit, realizing how many people are listening. <laughs> so it's an, it's an awesome growth edge for me to lean into. Thank you, thank you. I love doing the podcast for you. Kate, be catcalling. You call the show insanely helpful. 
I love that. Thank you. I'm glad you have an awesome therapist and that the show is helping reinforce what you've learned. We need to hear these messages over and over and over again to balance and combat all the dysfunctional messages we've heard about our high sensitivity. G Nelson three high five fellow INFJ. I'm glad you feel like you have a community. Any of you who are looking for more community, we are growing community on our Patreon. Thank you so much. This show has certainly been a high sensation seeking, amazing gift in my life. Thank you for all that you do to share this show and to encourage me to keep going. I am so full of love and hope, and I hope you are full of love and hope for what's going to happen on your seeker's path. It gets better. Keep seeking. I will see y'all next time here on Emotional Badass. I am an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.